You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Live from Hampton Roads in the heart of the 757, it's the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. If you missed the big announcement that we've been touting, teasing, tempting you with, For the past few days, Uh, at the top of the show, we let everybody know, and we had uh, our friend, Matt Elmer, our our partner, really, brand new partnership, Matt Elmer with Priority Automotive here with us to make the the announcement. Um, ESPN Radio 94.1, not our name anymore, rebranded, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. The name of the station has changed, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Again, that opens us up to a great partnership with with Priority Automotive. Um, Do so much in the area, supporting athletics in the area, as well as all the the quality car dealership uh, businesses that they have. But but also, um, none of the content changes other than that, at least not at this moment, right? We have the same shows, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, Greeny, uh, Fitz and Harry, right into the Tim Donnelly show, 757 at 6. The same play-by-play options. Our partnership with ODU remains strong. Uh, The Tides eventually remain strong. Uh, But uh, the only difference is we're going to change our name, right? We're like uh, Meta World Peace. ESPN Radio 94.1, that's Ron Artest. Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. That's Metal World Peace. Would you rather be Metal World Peace or Ocho Cinco? Ooh, that's a good one, too. Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. That's the the, the Chad Ocho Cinco to ESPN Radio 94.1's Chad Johnson. Ocho Cinco has to have more swag, right? Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. More swag. So, uh, again, that's the big announcement. If you hear us uh, going in and out of breaks, identifying as a different station, if you check uh, like on your the dashboard of your car or, or on social media, uh, in many places, it's just changed to Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. By the way, all of our social media brought to you by Dominion Floor Covering. Now, here's the question, right? There's... It's funny because uh, if you go to the the Bengals Chiefs game and you are in like the the personal friends section of the the Cincinnati Bengals right family and friends section whatever you want to call it probably everybody there wanted the Bengals to win. There was one person who probably was completely okay with how things broke down, and do you know what that would be? Joe Burrow's agent. Joe Burrow's agent was saying, wait a second, so he almost let it come back, he didn't get hurt, and we're going into the offseason? Cha-ching! Right, the thing he wanted to avoid was the catastrophic injury. Now, yeah, sure, if he wins the Super Bowl, maybe that increases his, his negotiating power, but not really. He's going to be at the top of the market, whether he wins the Super Bowl or not. Joe Burrow was coming off back-to-back AFC Championship game appearances. He's coming off uh, one Super Bowl appearance followed up by a near miss of the Super Bowl. He has turned around the Cincinnati Bengals. He has made stars of all of his pass catchers. 
How much money would you give him? What's his contract look like? 757-687-9494. Because that's what Cincinnati, the moment they lost that game, the moment Joseph Osai pushed Patrick Mahomes out of bounds, the Bengals had to look around and go, like their their you know ownership and front office had to look around and go, all right, we've been putting this off. This offseason, he's eligible for an extension. I wanted this season to go another two weeks so we wouldn't have to think about this, but we're going to have to break that kid off some cash, that, that, that man off some cash. Yet still, even with the obviousness of having to pay Joe Burrow, there is one very particular circumstance in which I would break the bank for him. There would be one priority when it comes to the the contract that I would would demand from Joe Burrow's representation. Length of contract. $50 million, $45 million, $52 million per year. I want it to be 10 plus years. I'll tell you why in a second. First, let's go to the head coach, Zach Taylor. I mean, that guy... He owes Joe Burrow, right? He made he the quarterback has made the coach look very, very good. Zach Taylor was asked, "How much is Joe Burrow worth to the Cincinnati Bengals?" Fortunately, um, I don't have to put that on paper. You know, in terms of what that is, that's just the the business we're in right now. He's everything we want to be about. He he is a hard worker. He cares about his teammates. He cares about where he's from, Ohio. Um, this fan base. I think he represents us the right way, and so we take a lot of pride in having Joe Burrow as our quarterback. Must be nice for the coach. He essentially said, not my problem. Ian Rappaport was on Pat McAfee's show, uh, and he talked about uh, Burrow potentially resetting the quarterback market. So I would say, talk about resetting the market. My guess is Burrow is that guy. Okay. I would expect a more traditional quarterback structure. His uh, his agent is has negotiated some very good deals. Uh, did the Joe Bosa, Joey Bosa deal, which was massive two years ago whenever that was so my guess is he goes he tries to reset it and if anyone could do it i would say burrow could do it reset the market reset think of all the guys that have just gotten paid to reset the market that's not beaten by a little bit that is ginormous money seems like monopoly money Joe Burrow is really good. He's also really young, which is why it becomes so attractive to have him as your quarterback, right? Let's see what uh, some of you are thinking. Let's go to the call-in line, 757-687-9494. Jay in Newport News, thanks for calling in. Uh, how much do you think Burrow deserves? Well, I'm going to go on the line and say I think he is going to reset the market. Me being a Browns fan, I don't believe Deshaun would have deserved what he got. I think Joe's going to get way more than what Deshaun got, to be honest with you. And I think he's going to get more than, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Mahomes? Lamar Jackson. Okay. All right. Lamar Jackson also looking for a contract. Um, would you put a number on it? Are you thinking 50 mil? I, honestly, given the fact that he's young, um, he's the only quarterback to me that I, that I remember. I mean, I'm young. I mean, this, what, his rookie year, he threw, what, 50 times in a game? I, I'd, I'd give him, honestly, 60, man. All right. I appreciate the call. Break the bank. 
Let's uh, go to the next caller, Mike in Virginia Beach. Again, that call-in number, 757-687-9494. Mike in Virginia Beach, how much are you paying Burrow? Hey, hey, Tim, Joe has the it factor. One, he's a class act, um, very humble. You go to Brinks, you take that truck, you back it up to his agent. I think 500 I think half a billion, 10 years, is a low-end investment. I mean, you got to pay the man because there's not too many Joe Burrows that come around. That That is a great point. Appreciate the call. 757-687-9494 is the call in line. 10 years, 500 million? Hearing it when, when, when Mike just said it there almost like makes your eyebrows raise just off of instinct and reaction. But it also, it makes sense. The only thing I would, I would demand from Burrow, if I'm Cincinnati, is has to be 10 plus years has to be because that gives us an opportunity to a give you top of the market money right i want to break i want it to be 50 million if i'm cincinnati that's what i'm telling bro i want it to be 50 million i want you to be the guy with the big chip stacks against against mahomes and against josh allen i want you to but i want 10 plus years and I'd set up some kind of rolling guarantee kind of Patrick Mahomes where every year the next two become guaranteed. Just to, just to lock it up, right? Just, just to give us all the same kind of uh, leverage. And the reason why I say that is because contracts become much, much, much more team-friendly with time. Patrick Mahomes signed his record-breaking extension in July of 2020. 450, 405 million dollars, depending on which numbers you look at. The contract extension didn't actually go into effect until this year. This was the first year. Right? Because uh, you're on your rookie contract for four, your rookie contract option for the fifth year. This was his sixth year in the league. So this was the first year his extension actually went into effect. He signed it back in July of 2020. Patrick Mahomes was the fifth highest paid quarterback this year. It is the most, bar none, the most team-friendly deal in the NFL. And it will only get better from here. I saw one contract analyst saying that it's not implausible that by the time uh, Patrick Mahomes turns 30, he has the 20th or actually lower highest paid per year contract in the NFL. Think about that. 30-year-old, still right in the thick of his prime, Patrick Mahomes could be the 20th highest paid quarterback in the NFL. The problem with the giant deals, when you look at it from a team perspective, is when you allow them to be top of the market over and over and over again. I want to negotiate once, put you at the top of the, I'll even overpay, put you at the tippy tippy top, right? Put distance between you and number two, but I need that deal. I need that long-term. And I also, like, you're going to be fighting against, eventually, one of these young quarterbacks. And I don't know if it's Burrow. I don't know if it's Herbert. I don't know if it'll be Trevor. I don't know. One of these young quarterbacks is eventually going to use all their leverage, and it's going to get ugly, and then all of a sudden the contracts are going to be ginormous. I'm talking about, like, percentage of the salary cap with a minimum number. So it's like, I want $50 million per year minimum, but if 25% of the cap is higher than $50 million, I want that number. And you can put that into a contract. And that way, as the cap continues to rise, their contract will continue to rise. That way, as quarterbacks' deals go up, theirs will automatically go up. 
So if I can sign Burrow to 10 years without that little percentage clause for $50 million a year, sign me up right now. 10 years, $500 million for 10 years, which would be a 12-year commitment because he still has two years on the end of his contract, sign me up. Sign me up right now. I'll go pen to paper. Sign me up right now, and we'll put pen to paper. If you agree or disagree, 757-687-9494. That's 757-687-9494. Let's go ahead and settle the debate for a caller. Ryan in Norfolk has a debate he wants to settle. Uh, We'll take a quick minute to do so. It is Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. The call-in line is 757-687-9494. Ryan, what's the debate? What do you need? Ryan, are you there? Going once. Going twice. I think you have us muted. There we go. So debate settled. Uh, Your friends win because you weren't there to to defend your point. Uh, We're going to take a break. When we come back right here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1, Jason Fitz, the host of Fitz and Harry, weekdays 12 to 3 right here on 94.1, joins the show to talk about all the biggest news in the NFL, including... His, his Raiders, he's a big Raiders fan. One of their quarterbacks is in the Pro Bowl. That's Derek Carr. Uh, we'll, we'll get his, his opinion on the subject coming up next. You're listening to the Tim Donnelly Show, where it's okay to yell and scream at each other as long as you get a drink after. The Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Call and text lines open, 757-687-9494. During that commercial break, a little bit of breaking news. Sure. Like, also, that's when the beat drops in the club. Uh, got the, 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 the horns. Uh, breaking news, and, and I'll read it straight from uh, a, a tweet from Adam Schefter. Saints and Broncos finalizing compensation in return for head coach Sean Payton. Sources tell ESPN, clears the way for Payton to sign with the Broncos to become Denver's next head coach. And so, again, this is from Schefter, Payton is expected to head to Denver as its next head coach. Now, we have a bit of dueling insiders going on here where Ian Rappaport has, uh, according to his sources, has it the compensation as a first round pick in 2023 and an early round pick in 2024 and says the deal has been agreed to Schefter similar time just moments ago put out saying that there is a a tweet saying that there's two potential packages that they're they're considering one would be Denver's 2023 first and next year's second for Peyton and the Saints 2024 third round pick so that's actually very similar to what Ian Rappaport has reported But uh, Schefter said there's a second option, which would be Denver's 2024 first-round pick and its 2023 fourth-round pick. Uh, And Schefter has reported that it's the Saints' choice on which of those they go with. This is the weirdest hire of the offseason. If this takes place, this is the weirdest hire of the offseason. First-round pick plus, right? Plus either a second or, or a fourth for a coach which is a, a ton, just if I just stop there, right? That is a massive amount of, of uh, compensation to hire a coach if I just stopped talking. 
But it gets worse when you realize what the Broncos just did. They just traded away picks for a quarterback and regret it hugely because that pick ends up being one of the top picks because they stunk. They thought the quarterback was going to put them over the top, so they trade away their first pick thinking it'll be like the 28th pick. Nope, it's top pick. So now they're doing it again. They're, they're offering up, according to, to Schefter, their 2024 first-round pick, which would be dependent upon how good they are in 2024. This year's pick in the first section, uh, not so much, but the second-round pick that they were giving away would. Right, because their 2023 first is actually Miami's because, uh, oh no, it can't be Miami's. It's, it's whoever Miami sent it to. Maybe Indy? I forget where it came from uh, because Miami lost their first-round pick and then I they, think it's Indy. Indy? All right. No, it can't be Indy's because Indy has the number one pick in the draft or whatever it is. Number two pick in the draft, something like that. Four, I think it is actually. My point is their first round pick, they got in a trade. So their 2023 first round pick has nothing to do with how good or bad they are. But Denver's 2024 pick does. Very complicated way to say that. I apologize. But then on top of that, You only make this deal if Sean Payton is so far and away the guy you want to go this long into the search, to to talk to Jim Harbaugh and then be turned down by Jim Harbaugh, then talk to Jim Harbaugh again, which is what the report is. The Walton Penners went up there to, to, to Ann Arbor to talk to him, even though it's like, I know you told us no, we still want to make our pitch, and then go, well, all right, we'll settle for Sean Payton. Let's give him... Let's give the Saints a first-round pick plus, and let's pay Sean Payton a ton of money after you you obviously thought there were other options near as good as he is? That's wild. That's crazy. And then, and, and, like, that wouldn't make sense for a player that wouldn't, like, if if you're willing to trade up for the number one pick, it never happens after they make the pick. You know what I mean? There's a there's a guy you want to go get, so you're going to trade up. Let's say you're the Colts, and you're like, we love Bryce Young so much, we're going to trade a boatload to move from number four to number one and, and draft Bryce Young. Right? You don't wait. Right? They draft Bryce Young. Someone else dra- drafts uh, Jalen Carter. Someone drafts C.J. Stroud. Then you go, actually, you know what? Based on what fell to us, I do want Bryce Young. Now I'm going to trade a farm for Bryce Young. That doesn't happen. You never see two days after the draft they trade for the number one pick. Because if you didn't want him enough to go get him at first, you don't want him enough. So if you didn't trade all of this for Sean Payton right out the gate, don't wait to see how the rest of the coaching search shuffles down, right? How it how it how it breaks down, and then go trade for him. If you didn't want him enough a week ago, you don't want him enough. A first round pick and another high round pick for a coach. They must think Sean Payton has the the Drew Brees pixie dust that he can just spread on on or sprinkle on russell wilson and suddenly he'll age more gracefully right they'll they'll do the hey six foot ish quarterback with a high completion percentage pixie dust that'll allow him to play until he's 37 at a super high level even once his arm starts going noodle right because sean payton and, and drew Brees were pulling rabbits out of hats at the end of drew Brees' career 
That is a fascinating, fascinating trade. And if you're just tuning in, uh, I'll give it to you one more time. Uh, Breaking from Adam Schefter on Twitter. Saints and Broncos finalizing compensation in return for Super Bowl winning head coach Sean Payton, sources tell ESPN, clears the way for Payton to sign with the Broncos to become Denver's next head coach. Again, according to Payton, or sorry, according to, to Adam Schefter, Payton is expected to head to Denver as its next head coach. And Tim, we just got word that D'Amico Ryans just agreed. They're just breaking news just now, just moments ago. Miko Ryans and the Houston Texans, a six-year deal. Okay, well, all right. I, I, I like that. We talked about it earlier. You can go catch that on the podcast at Priority Auto Sports Radio 941.com. Again, our podcast page now lives on Priority Auto Sports Radio 941.com. We talked about D'Amico Ryans going to Houston. It was all but a done deal earlier today. Now it is a done deal. Also, speaking of done deal, Adam Schefter, compensation in the uh, Sean Payton deal. Um, Denver's 2023 first round pick and next year's second round pick for Sean Payton and the Saints 2024 third. Sean Payton is worth a first round pick plus. Goodness gracious. Do you think this would like, if Sean Payton's worth that much, do you think there's a possibility that the I don't know. The Rams are like, how much would McVay? Could you get four first round picks? We don't have any picks here. He's going to be a broadcaster in a couple of years anyway. Let's trade the guy. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. Call lines are open, 757-687-9494. That's 757-687-9494. It's an appropriate time for winners and losers. Who's winning? Who's losing in the sports world? I want you to help us answer that question. So text in right now or call in with your winners and losers. The number 757-687-9494. We're playing winners or losers coming up next. On this show, we like to point out the good. That's good. The bad. Oh, that's bad. And the ugly. I'm certainly grateful to be ugly. It's time to pick the winners and losers. Winners win and losers lose. On the Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1, the Tim Donnelly Show. Every Tuesday, we call it a Winners and Losers Tuesday. We ask you to help us decide who's winning and who's losing in the sports world. We open up the call and text line, 757-687-9494. I'll get it started. Uh, Winner, Joe Burrow. Winning. Salary cap went way up. Reportedly, teams were hoping for like 218. They got 225. That's extra money that can go to Joe Burrow. Justin Herbert. Really, any uh, Jalen Hurts, any of these guys available, Lamar Jackson, available for an extension this offseason. More money to go around. Robbie, what you got? Tim, I got a winner. How about Kellen Moore? Winner, winner, chicken dinner. He is arguably going to a team with a better quarterback than what he had originally had in Dallas. And he, I think he's got a pretty sweet deal in L.A. There's not as much pressure to win a championship in L.A. as I think there is in Dallas. But either way, Kellen Moore. Big winner. Let's go to the call-in line. Charlie in Williamsburg has a loser for us. You can call in as well, 757-687-9494. That's 757-687-9494. Charlie, thanks for calling in. Who's a loser? 
I got two of them that both for the 49ers. The offensive line's a loser. They don't need a quarterback. They got four quarterbacks killed this year. They need an offensive line. And on top of that, they should have had an offensive coordinator uh, realize that their line can't protect their quarterback, so they change their scheme and throw the ball like two seconds and get rid of it rather than stand back there and get killed for four or five seconds, and then you have to go with a running back for a quarterback. That's all I got. Appreciate it, Charlie. We did talk about this earlier. Uh, I think the fact that they got hurt is building up how the offensive line didn't protect them. They were sixth best when it comes to sacks allowed. They gave up the sixth fewest quarterback sacks. So, you know, they, they gave up a few of them. It's just the quarterbacks got got hurt when, when they got there. Uh, let's go to the text line. Um, oh, we got to uh, uh, – there we go. Wait, where is it? There we go. Mike in the 405. A lot of people responding to things that aren't winners and losers, so I had to sort through all those texts. Uh, Mike in the 405 says, Losers, NBA, and NFL referees. La loser. Had a, had a rough few days. Yeah, I'd say so. Or you could say, Losers, the players that had the bad calls go against them. Loser. They had a rough few days. Winners, again from that same text, Kansas City Chiefs rookie defensive backs. They're going to the Super Bowl. I'd say everyone kind of on the Chiefs and Eagles. Uh, let's go back to the call-in line. Donovan in Virginia Beach has a winner for us and a loser for us. Uh, again, that number, 757-687-9494. If you want to give us your winners and losers, 757-687-9494. Donovan, thanks for calling in. What do you have? Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, um, my winner is Derek Carr because he made the Pro Bowl while getting benched and has a no-trade clause, so it's a win-win from him. And the loser is my Raiders because the Broncos just got Sean Payton. All they had to do was average 18 points a game at one point, and they would have been 11-2. All my Raiders have to do, we sign Derek Carr and Jared Siddham, trade Darren Wallace for Jalen Ramsey, and go get Odell Beckham, man. We'll be all right. All right, very specific. Like it, Donovan. Call back in anytime. You know you're welcome. 757-687-9494. Um, it was very, very specific on, on what to do. Uh, I think Donovan's thought about this a couple of times. There's a there's a, PFF put out a mock draft tool where you can pick any team and legitimately go through the entire mock draft and you can propose trades and you like it's it's pretty specific. Players are all available, team needs, and all it does is set up fans to be disappointed. You can get caught doing that thing where you're like, oh, okay, I'm gonna be the the Bears, and you wind up with like. Nine first-round picks next year, uh, uh, Will Anderson and C.J. Stroud. And it's like, why don't they just do this? Here's what they need to do. This trade, that trade, this trade, that trade. And then when it doesn't happen, they're going to be like, what the heck? I, it was so easy when I did it. Same thing there, right? Just pick up Odell Beckham Jr., trade Darren Waller for this, this, and this, trade Renfro for this, 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 and this, do this in the draft, do this with your coaching staff. Perfect. Chances are that's not going to happen. You're going to be disappointed. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto, Sports Radio, 94.1. Winners and losers, I'll give you a loser. Michigan. You're a loser! Harbaugh's still talking. Harbaugh, he's, I know the Broncos, whatever, it looks like it's going to be Sean Payton, but they were talking with, with Jim Harbaugh well after Jim Harbaugh said, I'm staying with Michigan. Have some respect for yourself, Michigan. Tell that guy to kick rocks if he's going to keep flirting with other teams while saying to you that he wants to stay. 
right? The president of the university keeps going like, Jim Harbaugh, I've talked to him. He's going to stay. Then the insiders are like, he met at a diner with another NFL team. If he keeps messing with you, tell him to get out of town. Tim, I got a winner. How about Tyler Huntley? Winner. I can't believe that before today I would be announcing and saying that he's a winner because he's going to a Pro Bowl after throwing just two touchdowns this season. But Tyler Huntley is going to the Pro Bowl. He is officially a Pro Bowler, which, you know what, good for him. I know he worked hard. He was kind of put in a weird spot in between the whole Lamar Jackson contract injury situation, and he led that team to a a playoffs and and really kind of almost led them to a playoff victory. I, I want... I want Tyler Huntley to throw a touchdown in the I want him to throw a touchdown in the Pro Bowl because then essentially 17% of all touchdowns that he's thrown as an, a professional quarterback would have been in the Pro Bowl. Maybe that's the highest percentage out of any uh, quarterback ever. Yeah. I want him to start because then over 10% of his NFL starts would be in the Pro Bowl. That's tough. That's, I mean, that's hard to do. I don't even fully understand how they did it. From the 303, loser, the mayor of Cincinnati. Loser. He talked smack and he has to live in Cincinnati. Shots fired at the city of Cincinnati. That actually, that that made me, that made me chuckle. Have you ever been to Cincinnati? Hmm. I do not believe so. Me neither. I was just curious. I, I was just wondering what's so bad about it. I've heard there's good chili. I'm sure it's cold. I'm sure it's You're cold. You're probably right. From the 757, winner, AFC. Winning. After this trade, the trade, are we calling Sean Payton the trade? After this trade, the AFC is a beast and that the NFC has to look up to? I don't think this puts the Broncos in the contender status. I don't think Sean Payton going to Denver, it makes their losses more, uh, like, tolerable, palatable. I don't think this puts them past the Chargers in the division. I don't think this puts them near the Chiefs in the division. Not to mention Bills, not to mention Bengals, not to mention Ravens with a healthy Lamar. There's a lot of other good teams in the AFC. And I'm sure I'm not, you know, if I didn't mention your favorite team, pretend I did. Um, I don't think that that trade puts them up there at all. Uh, Winner. Bad NFL teams. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Senior Bowl practices starting up. So you get to to, to know and, and attach your hopes and dreams to new young players that are going to fix your bad team because you drafted the top. There's always someone at the Senior Bowl that, like, all of a sudden everybody gets really jacked up about. They go from a seventh-round pick to a second-round pick. It's like, that's the, that's the one that's going to save it, that backup tight end from Georgia. It's, it's going to be a good time. Robbie? I got a winner. How about ODU? They just picked up a commit from Newport Beach, California, a quarterback commit. That quarterback room is going to be fun to watch this season, Tim. Yeah. What, I mean, do you think he's like beach to beach? You, you think that that appealed? I, I got to imagine that's got to have something to do with it. California's right? long way away. Maybe he has family in the area. I don't know. But I did see that as well. Uh, let's go back to the text line here. Uh, what was the announcement? Keeps coming in. I'll, I'll tell you in a second. Um, we got loser. The, the Broncos for the trade. Loser. First order of business. No more. Let's ride. No clue why the Broncos are trading for Peyton. Doesn't sound like the the Broncos are getting much uh, 
winner status during Broncos winners and country, losers. Let's rock. Straight to the weirdest coaching hire of the offseason. Uh, one more here. I'll give it to you. Yeah. Loser Empire State Building. Loser! The Empire State Building in New York City lit up green with lights for the Eagles and then red with lights for the Chiefs. They are in New York City. You have two options for Empire State Building. You can light up green for the Jets. You can light up blue for the Giants. And you don't light up for other football teams. But they they missed that memo. I don't know why they did it. It makes no sense to me. Not a good look. Why? It makes no sense. Trust me, the Philadelphia Eagles aren't shining like blue light on the Liberty Bell if the Giants win. So why are you lighting up the Empire State Building in green? Loser. That does it for winners and losers here on the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. LeBron James had a bit of a freak out at the referees. Very, very tantrum-like. I'll tell you why I had a big problem with LeBron's antics coming up next. He's a fan of logic and reason, except when it comes to Tiger Woods. The Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Gets it. James on the drive. Gets in the paint. Layup. Missed it. And the game is over. Lakers furious. They thought he was fouled. Excuse me. And it's now overtime. LeBron James so upset. Regulation is over. We go to the five-minute OT. It got crazier from there with LeBron. ESPN play-by-play, by the way. LeBron James looked like... Yeah, have you ever seen a, a, a toddler at Chuck E. Cheese? I'm going to get specific here, so you probably haven't seen exactly this. That's uh, okay. Like all of his friends get to get to stay, and there's also like unlimited tokens or something like that. And and one kid has to leave, has to go home early, and and they're just they're throwing the tantrum of all tantrums. Nobody wants to watch. Everyone's just kind of like, ooh, you don't want to be rude, right? You know, you know the. There's nothing he can do. Kids just got to get it out. That's what it kind of reminded me of. Because the refs missed a call on a potential game winner. That, that That's what it is, right? It was a They missed a foul call. It was a foul. So he a legitimate gripe on a potential game winner. Game was tied. He drives. He gets fouled. They don't call it. He misses the layup in a way that he would not miss the layup if he wasn't fouled, right? Super obvious. Uh, refs missed it. Tantrum incoming. You got to leave and you got to give all your tokens to your buddy. You don't even get to go to the little place where you get the little erasers and super balls and bouncy balls and all that kind of stuff. You just got to leave. LeBron James on how his anger has been building. It's been building and that's, I mean, you guys see some of the games that we've lost this year with late game missed calls. We had an opportunity to literally, you know, win the game. I mean, that's, I had this second one in the last few weeks for myself. I guess Dallas had an opportunity to win the game if the foul was called. K-9 the other day um, had an opportunity to tie the game if, you know, the four-point play is called. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand what, what we're doing. And I watch basketball every single day. I watch these games every single day. And I don't see it happening to nobody else. It's just, it's just weird. I do not fault LeBron for the frustration. I do not fault LeBron for being mad at the call. I fault him for the tantrum. Here's why. Not because it was a good, I'm not defending the ref. Again, bad call, got it. Like, 
I mean, you probably hear it, right? It was, it was, it was a slap. We got it. Not because he shouldn't have been mad, right? I, I understand is all makes sense. He can't do it because the game was tied. Overtime was about to start. You can complain all you want after the game is decided. I said the same thing about Stefan Diggs. Remember, Stefan Diggs threw a bit of a tantrum on the sideline to his quarterback, Josh Allen. And I said, wait, as long as the game was long since over, and it was, right? As long as it was long since decided, fine, go nuts. Let your emotions go. You're a competitor. You care. I get it. But you have to be all about winning. And LeBron specifically has to be all about winning because he has too many individual accomplishments. He's about to become the all-time leading scorer in the history of the game. The reason why he plays has to be because of, of he's thirsting for wins. Who cares that they took away your game-winner moment? Go win it in overtime. A win is a win is a win is a win is a win. It doesn't matter if it comes in, in regulation or if you win. He could have won by 10 in overtime. I knew they'd lose that game as soon as the complaint tantrum fest happened. They took themselves out. They took themselves out. I'm, I'm fine with the emotion of it all. Like, I'm not knocking him for being upset with the refs. I'm not knocking him at looking at a a few of their recent games and going, geez, what's the pattern here? What do we have to do to get a call? I'm not knocking him for it. I'm knocking him because he let his emotions take him out of a game that they could have won against one of the best teams in the league. That was the Boston Celtics they were playing. Your mind has to stay competitive. Has to. Matter of fact, use it as a competitive advantage, right? Calmly go over to the official. You owe us one. Then go hack somebody on the other end, right? You have to be all about winning. Have to. And the thing is, like you're LeBron James, right? I don't think I have to remind LeBron who he is, but if I need to, I will. You're LeBron James. Do you think people weren't watching? Do you think we weren't going to play the replay and have the announcers go, oh, he got him on the forearm? Of course we were. Of Like, there was going to be a nice little, little media timeout between regulation and overtime, and that replay was going to get played 100 times, and it was going to trend on Twitter regardless. You didn't have to roll around on the floor or lay down. I think someone counted like 47 seconds. He was laying down on the middle of the court. And keep in mind, he didn't fall. This wasn't like he was playing up an injury. This wasn't soccer trying to get the card so he's rolling around on the ground. He, he stayed on his feet and then elected to roll around on the ground. All the while, the game was not over. He was getting ready for overtime. And then, uh, again, Tom, uh, certain guys, Tom Brady's, LeBron's, right, Mahomes, Giannis, like you set the tone for your team, right? So you're throwing a, a, a hissy fit. Patrick Beverly goes and grabs the, the camera to show the ref where the foul happened, and he gets a tech. Techs don't help your team win. I think that's a hilarious tech, and I said it before earlier this week. Got your money's worth, but it still doesn't help your team win. LeBron's going to be judged on one thing, wins and losses. 
points scored, right? Stats are what's what's going to be his thing. Do we ever look back at Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's scoring record and say, actually, it should be 50 more points because he had 50 calls that were missed? No. We're not going to do that for LeBron either. Get the win. Deal with the rest later. Then be as emotional as you want to be. Walk out of a media row, right? There's a million ways to bring attention to it if you're LeBron. It's easier for you than everybody else. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. Justin Herbert, he has to catch up to Burrow and Jalen Hurts, right? His his own draft class is having all this quarterback success, appearing in Super Bowls, making it to conference championship games. Did Herbert, Justin Herbert, just get the help, the backup that he was requesting? Stick around. 